0: Welcome to Life on Fire with Brody and Deidre Haight.
1: Living a life fully alive. Hi everyone, this is Deidre. I'm here with Brody. Hello guys. And we have a special guest, Katarina McLeod, who's actually my mom. (laughs) Hi guys. (laughs) So we have something special for you today. We wanted to chat together about the movie Redeeming Love. And why are we talking about this movie? We haven't talked about a movie at all together, so like, what's up? Well, here's a little bit of backstory is when I was younger, a friend recommended the redeeming love book to me and I don't usually read fiction, fun fact. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I read it and I thought the story was really beautiful. Now, if you don't know about the story at all, the story is about a woman who is in prostitution and then There's a man in the story who feels like God tells him that he's to marry this woman. And the story is basically to represent God's faithful love for people and how we can go back and forth into the things um, that have hurt us, to the things that we're used to, but he's waiting for us. So I read the book and then I told my mom. Mom, you need to read this book. And why did I suggest it to her? Not just because it was a good story, but because my mom was actually in prostitution at the time. My mom was in prostitution for 15 years. And that's a part of our story and our journey together of God working in our life. So we thought it'd be really awesome to both watch the movie and then share about what we thought about it together. So thank you for being willing to chat with us, Mom. Oh, of course, of course. And to be willing to share with others. <laughs> and Brody watched it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it really, it really spoke to me. I can relate um, a lot to that movie and some things that I personally went through in my life.
1: Yeah. So I kind of just wanted to start the conversation by, um, so we all recently watched it. It's fresher in our mind. And mom, what? Like how did the movie resonate with you? So I can remember
2: when you gave me the book and I I don't read fiction either. I'm, I like things, reality. Um, and I remember when Deidre gave a book and I read it and it's, I don't know, this book is huge (laughs) and I loved it. I loved it. It, it spoke to my heart. And so when I found out they were making a movie, which is like, oh my gosh, 12, 13 years after I read the book, um, I wanted to see it. So, you know, I watched it and I'll tell you that it was bang on to what sexual exploitation is. Um, I could relate to the character. Her name was Angel. Um, her working name was Angel and I could relate to her on so many levels. Like, Um, you know, when guys were coming in to the brothel and they were buying her and she'd be saying things like, you know, Mr., what's your pleasure? Um, Not needing to know their names because it really didn't matter. Everybody was just like using her and it was the same, you know, the same scenario, different, different faces. That was about it, right? So, and then just, you know, how she would get into character to become Angel to be able to do what she had to do um, it showed, you know, the girls together, the other working girls with her drinking to numb themselves. Um, and then just the the shame and the anger that she had and the desensitization of who she was, you know, feeling unworthy, not lovable, didn't know how to love. Like, it resonated so deep inside my core. Um, and I, I needed to watch it alone. I didn't want to watch it with anybody for... You know, I didn't know how I would react, and I wanted to be authentic to myself because I usually don't watch stories like this because it is a trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so well done, and it was so beautiful, and the story of restoration and just God's love and grace—it just spoke so deeply to me.
1: Yeah, I didn't like. I liked that I watched it at home too um, Mm -hmm. with Brody because I didn't know how I would feel watching it either, and I didn't know how. Graphic or anything, it would be. So I was a little bit like, okay, I do want to watch it too because I loved the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know what it will be like. But I'm really glad that we did watch it.
2: I think that the fact that, you know, the scenes that they, you know, had in there weren't graphic Mm -hmm. at all. So I've watched Mormons in Life are sexualized or, you know, um, were, you know, pretty inappropriate than this movie. This movie was so tastefully done. It was just, it was so tastefully done. It wasn't triggering. It wasn't hard to watch. It just spoke so deeply to my soul.
1: Yeah, I thought that like, wow, this whole movie is really about traumatic things. Like this girl Mm -hmm. sold into prostitution as a child. But I was like, by the end, kind of amazed that as we watched it, we felt so much, but at the same time, they did. They did it so well that there, you didn't see, like you knew the way that they did it. You knew what was going on. You had the important pieces you needed to know, but it wasn't like overly violent or gory or like overly sexual, even for a whole movie that was about mm-hmm. prostitution, like I was like, wow, they did it so well. And I think you said the same thing too, Brody.
0: Oh, yeah. That there's every emotion I think that movie brought up in me. Mm-hmm. Like there was passion. There was anger. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was like sometimes he just felt like deep, the deep brokenness yeah. of some of the characters. Like Angel, when she was in the water scrubbing herself with soap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you feel so many emotions, uh the traffickers, yeah yeah it, like wow, yeah,
1: that's the thing yeah. too is um honestly, I don't think there was an actor in there that I didn't believe them, like, yeah, they all played their parts so well, including <laughs> the like the biggest villain, I guess you could say, like mm-hmm. the man that she was sold to, like he was creepy, <laughs> like you felt his character you're like wow
2: i think what i really you know just you know i'm i'm thinking you know it's placed back in the 1850s 1800s. you know yeah, yeah. the 1800s right and i know how long ago i read this book mm-hmm. and to see what's happening right here right now and and what this story tells you it's truth like mm-hmm. the madam who was running the brothel you know um that part when angel goes in and says hey i want my money and she's like, no, you owe me debt. So you've got to pay off. Well, th- that's what traffickers do to these women, you know, and just seeing all the emotions with Angel. And I, I think the biggest part for me, and I don't want to give it away um, for anybody who's going to watch it, but it was, it was with her father. Mm, um, yeah. That hit me so hard. You guys got to watch the movie because you would never expect it. Mm-hmm. But understanding her pain and understanding her trauma and understanding where she comes from. Gapti did that right so it was just so beautifully put together and I think I've watched so many um, movies and stuff on human trafficking in the sense of like documentaries right I don't there's so many out there and honestly this is the best one that I've Mm -hmm. seen this is the best one yeah
1: yeah um, it was just so well done because sometimes I think movies are done just for a shock fact and they're just trying to make it so graphic and so gory and you kind of you lose the characters in it you lose the story you start to lose the meaning because they're just trying to shock you (laughs) Um, but I think they got their point across and made a beautiful story that I when it was done I just sat there really felt like I didn't even know what to say that I had felt so many emotions watching it it was like, kind of like, wow, like, wow. I
2: think, I think even watching Angel, you know, once she gets with Michael, uh, you know, Michael goes in and, and saves her and, you know, she leaves him and mm-hmm. she leaves him a couple of times because she doesn't feel worthy. Yeah. And I know that feeling because when I've had relationships, um, since I've been out of, you know, sexual exploitation, just feeling like, how am I going to be lovable? How can you love me? I've been used by so many men. Um, where is my my worth? Yeah. So there was so much that I could relate with her on that it was it was just beautiful. It was beautiful.
0: Now, Katerina, like you talk about like relating to those characters, um, about like how you left sexual exploitation. And I'm thinking like how many people can relate when they are freed from something going back to the old. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's yeah. not sexual exploitation. Maybe it's addiction. It could be really many different things. But I know almost everyone has went back to something that they don't want to go back to. And I could relate so much when uh, she just kept going back to the, the old life, what she knew. She felt more, in a sense, safe in the old life than the yeah. new life.
1: She didn't feel worthy.
0: Yeah, she didn't feel worthy. But
1: it was her
2: normal. Right. It was her normal. And when you are, you know, exposed to that kind of trauma, which she was from, you know, her mother was prostituting, um, forced to prostitute to survive. And you know what happened to her mother and then being sold at eight years old, you know what I mean? Her whole life was wrapped up in sex, trauma, um, rape, all like it was all wrapped up and that was normal for her. That's what she knew. Like when I'm watching her, you know, the way she was acting when she was, you know, in the brothel and how she spoke to people and just the, the anger, she was dead. It was literally like she was dead. There was no life in her. And I felt that way. You know, I've been there, you know, 15 years being stuck in sexual exploitation and being used and abused every single day by men. You have to die inside yourself in order to just survive. That's the
1: truth. Yeah, I think um, when you were talking before is like, I noticed too, she did really well of the switches. Um, That when she actually did leave for whatever time she left and was with Michael, the other character, um, you could see like you could see when she'd switched back into the angel character because she had to like that's what she's used to and that's what she has to to be in that role and to play that part like for her to be able to do that um and even just seeing like noticing when things would trigger her to feel unworthy or to feel not good enough and like try to you know push him away he's trying to love her but try to push him away because she's like no you deserve something better than me
2: I think a lot of women who go through this too. you test people, you Mm -hmm. test people who, you know, claim to care, claim to be genuine, especially a man, you know, all men want it from her was sex. So why didn't Michael, you know, want to have sex? Because there was that one episode in there where, you know, she would say, I owe you. I keep, you know, she kept saying, I owe you, I owe you, I owe you. Because that's what she had learned in her life was that anything anybody gave you, you had to pay them back they were amazing, right. So not understanding like why is he not wanting that from me um made no sense in her mind so yeah she was testing him he she had to wait for him to prove himself to her and I threw away and him you know coming back and her coming back and all of that like it's amazing and then at the end and I'm going to give it away because it was three years that they were separated three years until they found each other again You know? Yeah. And I think that that showed that steadfast love, that love of God. He waited for her for three years, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that if you haven't watched the movie and you're going to watch it, if you go into it really knowing that that main male character is representing God's love for us, it's so much even more impactful. Like the scene that really stuck out to me with him and his love is like the free will, the you get the choice and my home is your home and I want you to be my wife. But if you choose not to, he, like she left and he came to give her what she needed for her journey, to give her like an extra jacket because it will get cold, to give her water because she would need that. And he told her, okay, you can go that way back to what you're used to. But also if you want to, home's the other way. And I'm there. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And that is like how I see God with us is you belong home with me and it, the doors open. But sometimes we go back to what we were saying, what is familiar. And Brody, he was talking about the scene where, um, and we're just giving away the movie basically, but I know, anyways, <laughs> that's okay. No, if you can't yeah. help, but like share those parts. But, um, just the way they did it is when she did come back from a time and like she had gone back to prostitution um, and the brothels is she's like feeling so unclean and she's just saying she's unclean and she's trying to clean herself and like that I was like whoa like I've had that moment in my life like Mm -hmm. for you who haven't heard our story like my mom was in prostitution for 15 years and um in that time I was sexually abused by one of her pimps. Um, And I remember, like, I remember feeling exactly the same way of just trying to scrub it away in the shower, in the bath and just feeling so unclean, like so dirty. Um, So just those little moments that they highlighted these things that are just so real. And also, like, the acting has to be good to play those parts and not make it cheesy or just not, you know what I mean? (laughs)
2: Like, yeah there was no there was no cheesiness it was so believable and it was so raw and it was so real like even when you would, could see the switch when angel you know um who her name and the thing is sarah but her angel's her working name but when you could see sarah now I'll call her sarah cuz she's with michael um when they the first time that they were intimate together and it was real and you could see you know that connection and that love that she was finally experiencing for the first time in her whole existence. Yeah. You know, you I could see it because I've been there. You know, I've been there where you know, it came to that point when you know, you're you're letting your guard down, you're letting that person in your heart and you're trusting them. You know, and it's not uh, an act of work. Yeah. It's not an act of rape. It's it's coming from pure love,
1: you know. Is vulnerable. Absolutely. So yeah, I think there are the two scenes in the movie where they are together as a couple mm-hmm. after they're mm-hmm. married. And I think those scenes are important because you like, he's building trust with her and waiting for her and to see her be able to be in that space that has been so much trauma and so much abuse. And she doesn't even know how to function half the time, not in that space. Like that's an important part of seeing her heal and, trust and develop. Like, that's what I think. (laughs) Hello, if you are feeling encouraged or inspired, we want to invite you to become a monthly partner with us. The information is going to be in the description below. We just want to continue to love God and love people in whatever way we can. Enjoy listening.
2: It's done very well. And I think you know, I think even when you see Angel when she's first with Michael and all she's doing is sleeping. You know, I that's what most girls when they escape sexual exploitation do. You're just so your body, your soul, your mind everything is mentally exhausted. You know, and you just sleep. You sleep. You sleep to heal. You sleep to escape. You sleep because you can't. <laughs> you know, you're forced to work. And I just, yeah, the treatment that I had after I watched this movie of sitting and awe and I didn't cry until the end. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the realization of like, wow, you know, holy crap. Like this girl went through so much. And I, I mean, everybody hears my story and they're like, wow, Kat, you know, it's horrific and you've been through so much. So I can relate to her on so many levels, like the abuse beforehand, you know, the abuse, you know, just feeling like you're nothing, you know, even the nanny saying to her, like, I, she's, you know, when she's a little girl, all men want you will want you for sex. Men are no good. Men are no good. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow. You know? So,
0: and what about the, the deception in the movie? Like the, when she was in uh, the brothel working, mm-hmm. she thought she could leave. Like yeah. she still thought she had free will to base. Basically <laughs> I'm going to get up and go. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. and that that's the part that I you know I'd said to Deidre I thought was so um it was a crucial part because that's what happens today right is debt bondage and her going to the madam and saying okay you've been holding my money because that's what she was told I'm holding your money um so one day when you are gonna leave you'll have all this money to go and she goes and she says to her I want my money and she just laughs at her you know and she's saying like you have a debt and for you to live here for this, for that, but it costs money. And then showing the extravagant life that the madam is living on her money compared to what angels living. Right. And that's the reality of exploitation today. So it hits slavery. It's absolute slavery. So, you know, again, I think that's, what's an awe for me is how long ago that this story was written and that it's still so significant to what's happening
1: today in our world. Right. But I also think of like mine and your story, mom, and your life, and it's not just a story, like in right. Brody's life too. Is there are so many moments of redeeming and healing and and growing that I've seen in our relationship, I've seen in mine and Brody's marriage, that it it's a true story. It, it is possible.
0: Yeah. Well, but God, God redeemed your guy's relationship.
1: Oh,
2: oh, like
0: incredible story. Yeah,
2: like, I, I I, wish that people knew, like, I wish there was some video of me out there of who I used to be, because I was a horrible person. I was mean, I was angry, I was violent. Um, I was not this person you see right most you hear right now, you know, this person who helps other people and loves and, and has love for my children. I wasn't that person. So if people really knew me back then to right now to who I've become Mm -hmm. to the relationship that I have with you, Deidre and my other children, I mean, it took work. There was, Deidre and I were estranged for a very long time and our relationship was broken. And the only reason that it is here is because of God's grace, his redemption. And, you know, there's so much that God has done in my life, but in our journey. I mean, if you would have said to me, you know, 15 years ago, Oh my gosh, Kat, you're going to, you know, stand on a stand in the church and tell your story, or you're going to pray with your daughter, or you're going to help women. I would have laughed at you, (laughs) you know, I would have been like, yeah, right. Um, I would have thought I would have been dead, you know? So you do see it.
0: And like, the redeeming love of like God using your guys' story now to impact so many people because when I first met Deidre and you, we were serving. Actually, <laughs> it's so funny when I talk about this, but it was actually <laughs> at a strip club. Yeah, <laughs> uh, church, it was a church. It was a church in a strip club.
1: Yes, and, on a Sunday afternoon. A Sunday afternoon. When he was in business. <laughs> it was. Re- it was
0: really cool. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. yeah, where you guys would uh, feed and and serve people and love people where they're at just like, just like God. And you guys, when you shared your story, oh my gosh, it changed my whole life. It showed me so much about the love of God. And I remember when Deidre shared about her abuse and the things you went through Katarina, and it just really made me start thinking Mm -hmm. about purity, about life, about God, about what God's heart is. Mm For people and it it really, really impacted me and brought a lot of healing to me and a lot of like surrender and a lot of trust in God.
1: And freedom for your own life.
0: And freedom for my own life. Well,
1: I think I think the funny thing
2: about meeting Brody was, you know, like they say never judge a book by its cover. And I'm I'm the last person who should ever do that because I'm covered in <laughs> tattoos. But when I seen Brody and my daughter, I was like, You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like you've gotta be kidding me. Cause he's you know, he's covered in tattoos and more than me. You know, <laughs> and you know, I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is just, it wasn't what I thought. I just like, who the hell is this guy? You know what <laughs> what <I mean? laughs> and to find out that he was, you know, a Christian and loved Jesus, and I'm just like, wow. Like it blew me away. It blew me away. And then learning some of your story, Brody, and learning your background and that was so good for me. <laughs> you know, it was so bad for you. It was so good for me because I knew there'd be no judgment on who I was, mm-hmm. you know, where I came from and what, what teacher went through. Right. So yeah. it's funny how God brings it all together. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were sharing Brody, about like just some things you didn't think of or perspective, or you didn't know <laughs> being a man, like with prostitution, with those things. Yeah.
0: With pornography.
1: With pornography. Yeah.
0: With going to like, when we would go to the, the strip club where the church was, like, I just started seeing things in a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. And many people out there uh, that follow me know my journey, 15 years of addiction. But I also was in um, male modeling. I also stripped before. I also sold my body before. I mm-hmm. also felt deep shame and mm-hmm. guilt and all of these different emotions being a man. And mm-hmm. everything that I thought was very skewed and very backwards, yeah. And then when God started revealing His deep love for me, and revealing, showing me things through your guys' relationship, man, it just incredibly changed me.
2: Yeah. It, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you married your mother, Deidre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we joke that they they always say like you marry someone like your dad i'm like well i seem to have married like- <laughs> someone like my mom
2: <laughs>
0: and you, you know what we've all we all desire is this redeeming love right yeah we all, yeah. We all like so we think of pleasures uh sexual and uh, pleasures okay. of the world whatever you want to call them things we try to fill our self with to yep. feel complete everybody that's listening out there if you're a believer in god not a believer whatever everyone in this world is looking for that wholeness mm-hmm. that love yeah. that completeness and yeah. to really be filled by god in an intimate relationship where you're known yeah that, you, that's yeah. what we long for
1: yeah well and it, i think
2: yeah i think our whole journey in life is looking for love right like yeah. i know my whole journey of exploitation and abusive men and drugs was just wanting to be loved and accepted for who i was um just to be loved and and not betrayed anymore. Right. So yeah. I, I think about, you know, I, I would fill that void through drugs, through sex, through materialistic things. And it never was filled. No matter what I did, there would be that, you know, instant gratification that would last for a very, very brief. Right. And then I'd have to fill it again with something else. Yeah. But when I did accept Christ into my heart, that void was filled. Like it was just amazing. I can't, I can't explain because you guys have been there. You are Christ <laughs> followers. But, you know, to have that filled up in the sense of like, I know where I belong and I know that I'm loved. And I was searching in the world for something that really didn't exist to the level that I needed it, which was God the Father, right? So it's redeeming.
0: It's redeeming that's, love. That's so good. I was thinking today, I'm like, why did I, I use so many substances and things And like you see people that like I I go out and we share the love of God when we go out in our communities and you see people in such just bondage Mm -hmm. and it's like they just can't have one they need to have a thousand drinks you need to have and I was thinking well that's because they just desire to be that much more filled with God right (laughs) we're searching we're searching right
1: we don't know but we're searching and and I think that's just so beautiful and the point that I was trying to say before is like we're we're kind of missing some of it if we just think that one soulmate is going to fill our life, you know? Like if <laughs> like it's not true like Brody is an awesome husband and mm-hmm. God has healed him so much and we are growing it together and it is good, but he can't fill my soul the way that God does. Right? Right. And if I if I go into the relationship without also letting God fill my soul Mm -hmm. because we're trying to think that you're, you will complete me and you're going to give me all my identity and that can be codependency. Um, But just remembering like, yeah, watch the movie in the sense of really thinking about God's love for you. Um,
2: I think if you watch the movie and you come away, not feeling redeeming love, or saying oh my gosh how beautiful this story was if you come away with a different perspective then you you need some redemption yourself but um <laughs> i just like he this movie was so real i mean you you look at michael who was saying like god are you like you must have a sense of humor when he first seen her like are you kidding this is this is who you want me to marry um and then you see you know he is of the flesh Michael he's still of the flesh because there's a there's there's a point that you know angels throwing herself at him and he's like no and he goes and takes a cold a shower in the lake you know what I mean like they make it human you know what I mean like but tastefully and you know he he depended on God he trusted God and he let God lead him in that relationship you know and I think that's That's something that a lot of us don't do. And I know there's just things that I struggled with, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. here, God, take the wheel of my life, but we'll give it to him and we'll take it back. We'll give it to him and we'll take it back, right? Were you seeing the steadfast of Michael going, no, no, I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to wait for God to redeem her. And that moment, that moment in the movie when she says, okay, God, and you see the change, like, oh, I got goosebumps right now. That moment was just the most beautiful part of that movie. And, you know, we've all had that moment with God, right? We've all had that, that aha moment where we've said, okay, God, it's here. I give myself to you. (laughs) And when she did, you've seen how everything fell together for her.
1: Yeah. That part of the movie made me think too of, um, she tells the truth of what happened to her. Right. And she tells the truth of what is still happening. And what is Mm -hmm. happening in, in her, the movie is that, that, I don't know what we call him. Pimp. I don't know. He's, he's the trafficker for sure. The trafficker. He is still trafficking children. Yeah. Like young. Years and
2: years later. Yeah. Okay.
1: So she tells the audience that, Mm -hmm. and the audience gets outraged, which made me think. A lot of the time, and I think that's why what you do, mom, is so so important. Education. A lot of the time, people do not even know or realize what is happening in the sex industry. And mm-hmm. like Brody said, when he heard our stories, when he he went to one of your trainings, when right. he learned, it changed his perspective, and he had freedom and started seeing things differently. Um, so that part represented that to me that the people the men that were there just assumed these w- adult women mm-hmm. want to be there and to pleasure me and they enjoy this but when she was like i was sold into this as a young girl and there are still young girls and even if it's not like tr- like somebody sold into it as a child to right. realize They're not there for their enjoyment. No. (laughs) They have to play the part. And this is a very, very, very dark industry. And like, for some people, it might be hard to watch this movie. But it's a reality. So if you can watch it realizing that these things are still happening... And then ask God, "What is my part in this? Whether you're advocating, educating, taking trainings, sharing with other people, maybe there are things in your life you need to give up to God, then and and surrender to not be part of this industry. Yes, like yeah, it
0: is such I- like it's such a true reality where like we go in the community, teams of us yeah. across Ontario, Canada, and it's everywhere in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go to the different places where it's happening. We talk to people where it's happening. We hear their stories. Um, Katerina teaches courses or um, seminars, trainings. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've been on those trainings and heard testimonies from other girls that have shared their story and what happened to them. And wow, if if you guys um, hear this story and you're like, hey, I would like to check out one of those trainings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will post Katarina's uh, website, rising angels. Mm-hmm. And I definitely recommend you just go into one of those trainings because it changed my heart. Yeah.
2: Um, I think, I think one thing that I really want to add to it is, you know, that a lot of times men think that it's too consenting adults and she's really choosing this and she really likes what she does and blah, 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 and all of the above. And, you know, there used to be a thing called John school, which I was part of, which was, a diversion program for men who would be caught buying women. And instead of, you know, having a criminal um, background or getting a criminal, sorry, charge, they would go to John school, pay $500 and have a whole day of education of what this really was. And it would be, you know, um, police, crown attorneys, nurses speaking, and also a survivor. And when I was able to tell these guys what was really behind the scenes to what really happened to me to why I was there the switch in them was just it was crazy they finally were like oh my god because they do think okay this woman's stripping cuz she likes it um, she's just money hungry she's doing porn because she just loves sex she's prostituting because she's a sex addict when people really understand why women fall or even men fall into this and the vulnerabilities that lead them to this place It opens your eyes. And that's what my mission is, is like we live in a world that is so sexualized Mm -hmm. and the kids are desensitized. You know, you (laughs) you hear about these who used to be strippers and they're they're millionaires, you know. So the encouragement that goes on to, you know, the kids live in pimp culture today. And when they're getting trafficked and they're getting lured in, it's so subtle that they don't see it happening until late.
0: Yeah. Right. E- even with all the so, webcamming and internet stuff out there now, luring people into um, thinking, Oh, it's fun. I can make a little yeah. bit of money. Right. And then
2: next thing. you know, Well, sugar daddies, fun. sugar daddies and only fans. Well, you know, Hey, I got somebody who's buying me all kinds of stuff and taking me on vacations. Yes. But at what cost? Number yeah, one, that, number that two, even
0: in male modeling, <laughs> people. Pay Excuse me.
2: Yeah. And then you see only fans. Well, we're not physically there, but you know, you are still selling a piece of yourself. You you have to understand that's prostitution. And I've had this argument with so many people. You know, if webcamming is not prostitution, um, if it, it absolutely is. It's, it's pornography. It's prostitution. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you are selling a piece of yourself um, to somebody and somebody is buying it, that is prostitution. Mm-hmm. Period. If you are selling your time, that is prostitution. You know, and these kids have to realize that. These teenagers. You know, pimp culture has become so cool, and it's so scary what's happening to our children and how these these manipulators and master um, manip- manipulators and you know are online getting our kids, luring them in. And it's a big, scary world out here, and the yeah. reality that this is running more rampant than it ever has in all of history.
1: And denying right. it is not going to help us. Like trying to just turn away is not going to help us because then we're not informed. We can't help other people and we're just trying to shut our ears and pretend it doesn't exist. It does exist. I was thinking about um, just the education part and like the manipulation of it all. And in mom's training, which is called Mending Broken Wings, I share in there and I share about being groomed Mm -hmm. um, by that man that sexually abused me. And I think that's what hit me too with the movie is like, as I watched it, I thought about you and other women I know, but then I also sat there and was like, wow, like the reality like hit even more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so close being exactly where she was, where you were. And thank you, God, like I didn't end up in the same space, but just like even her, like, I was 14, but even her as a young girl and just, like, um, when you were talking about the n- the nanny telling her that men just want you for sex, right. and all. So, I remember, like, believing the same thing from mm-hmm. hearing you and mm-hmm. um, watching you and, yeah. So, wow. The movie was amazing. We all think it was. It really was tastefully done. And... Yeah, if you're interested, we would encourage you to watch it but also know for some of you it may um trigger something. Uh, uh, is I told you before you watched it right. I don't know, especially with the little girl and things going yeah. on, that like just be aware that it is an intense topic, not that you should avoid it, but if you have that in your past, like it might trigger some of and,
2: and you know what? If you're watching this movie and maybe you need to reach out to somebody after. If it, if it has, and if it has triggered something in you that you didn't even realize was a trigger, then you need to explore that. You need to talk to somebody about that, right? Um, Because there's so many facets of that movie that I could relate to, Deidre could relate to, Brody could relate to. So if you've had, you know, any kind of trauma, rape, sexual abuse, um, even if it wasn't prostitution, all of that stuff, it is going to, it is going to, you're going to feel it in your core, but. There are things out there, like I think of the horror movies and I think of stuff like this was just done so tastefully. That's my point. And it was done delicately. And it was done, I think, not to be the shock factor and not to be like grotesque or it was just done so beautifully that you felt it. You really felt it deep in your core.
1: And I just really felt that it was important to have you mom share if mm-hmm. it did cuz i didn't know if it would resonate with you if it resonated right. with you or if it didn't and how you felt that the actors handled this topic because you have experienced that mm-hmm. um because i know that it touched me it touched brody but then i was like you know what i want to know from you because you've been there so thank you for being willing to share um and you know what thank you to the people who made the movies and thank yes. you to the actors because you did an amazing job thank you to mm-hmm. the directors who everybody a part of it it was amazing um so let's just share before we go today is you heard us talking about trainings and what mom's up to and all of that stuff so you can share a little bit more but mom has an organization actually called rising angel <laughs> so share a little bit about that mom
2: yeah I i think it's really funny i just want to side here, the woman who lured me into uh, prostitution, her name was Angel, which was really bizarre. That was her working name. Um, But when I got out, I wanted to scream from the mountaintops the reality of what prostitution and sexual exploitation is. So I started helping women. Um, I got an organization together um, with the help of actually, it was Deidre's mentors who are part of my board as well. So we put Rising Angels together to be able to walk alongside of women who have gone through sexual exploitation offer them mentoring, offer them trauma informed um, care, as well as, you know, financial help. So, you know, basic things, food, um, rent, things like bills, things that they're struggling with to help keep them above water. And then we do training. Um, we train the front lines. Uh, like Deidre said, we have a manual called Mending Broken Wings that um, Sheila, my mentor, who's been walking alongside of me for 10 years and myself wrote. And we train the front lines on not just human trafficking 101, But we're diving deep into her mindset and what's happened to her and what's happening to her and why she's still going through the things that she's going through because there's not a time limit. You know, it's not like you're going to come out of this and six months later you're healed. This is a lifelong journey of undoing traumas that have happened to you, right? So we have Divine Church that we have every second Tuesday, and that's open for all women. And then we have our Reboot Program, which is if a woman is going back to school, whatever organization she's with, they can apply on her behalf to get a laptop and a printer to, you know, kind of set off some of the funds, uh, finances that school entails. And then we we teach the public, we teach schools, we go out there. So we're just trying to bring the message of what's really happening. And if this is you, or if this is somebody you know, you know, reach out, there's a human trafficking hotline, um, reach out to victim services, reach out to police in your area, or that's organization, and, and talk to somebody.
1: Yeah. So mom does public speaking. So you can check out her website. And if you're interested in hearing her story, you can find out more details about that or have her come, like she said, educate and train. Um, You can check us out together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've done some videos. I think I put one on our website, uh, brodyanddeidrahaid.com. We have me and mom talking a little bit more about our story. And I'm sure in the future we'll talk more together because I really enjoy talking and sharing with you. yeah we just wanted to thank all of you for taking the time to listen and hearing our thoughts and just listening to the realness of it all
0: Mm -hmm. um maybe before we go Deidre you could lead our viewers in prayer and I've been thinking about the scripture it's my favorite scripture it's always on my head it is Romans 8 verse 38 to 39 Sure, you know what it is. (laughs) It's the love of God because that's what we desire is God's love and relationship with God. Uh, I just want to read this verse for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us, separate you guys from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: Yeah, I love that verse. Nothing separates you from him. Nothing you've done. Um, nothing, nothing. Um, and we all know that. We have experienced that together. Yeah. So God, I thank you so much for this time. God, may you just continue to draw people's hearts to you, Father. God, I pray that you would just continue to help people to self-reflect and to um, Just be directed in this time, God. If it it would be good for them to watch the movie, then let them take time to watch the movie. But I pray that whoever watches this movie would hear from you, God. I pray that they would encounter you and your love. So God, I just thank you so much for all that you've done in my life and Brody's life and mom's life and what you will do and what you have been doing in everybody else's life. That is listening. Um, thank you for your love. So yeah, thank you so much, God.
0: Well thanks Bye. for listening, guys. We'll all <laughs> talk to you soon. Have a great day.
1: Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>